filming for change? Um, it falls to me to uh, to begin, so I don't know where to begin exactly. Um, first off, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the, the, the term ecosystems architect um, because it, it connects, I guess, to the idea that we can actually um, plan and, uh, and, and build. Um, I think it's important for us to create, but it's also important for us to recognize that we're um, essentially testing things and trying things out in a larger ecosystem that's constantly changing and that we should consider the, the, the principles by which we build, that we always build depth into the system, that we always look at creating things that have change implicit within them and that they are always going to be subject to change. So we don't know for sure what we're doing. We don't know for sure that whatever what we're doing, well, at least I speak for myself, but I, I hope that this is, this, this is recognized. We have to try things and see what works, but we have to put um, change as an implicit part of the, the, the system in what we're building and what we're creating. Um, personally, I'm working on a, on a system of how we actually live together in the city and trying to build a framework whereby we can explore how we can live better together in a more sustainable way. And the idea behind that framework is to build on a room-by-room -room basis that we actually look at what we need as human beings to live together um, sustainably, what the needs are of the bedroom, what the needs are of the kitchen, but also what are our human needs that underlie those, those systems. So we, we need to sleep for that, we need silence and peace and quiet, but also we need to have a feeling of belonging, we have emotional needs, we need to feel connected to one another, and we should always consider these things with the technological structures that we build, and to ensure that the technological structures that we build are uh, satisfying multiple needs and not just the physical ones which we often have a strong bias towards because hunger maybe screams to us more hung um, and also the, the physical world and the material world is easier to perceive and to listen to than, than perhaps the needs of our emotional being. Um, and yeah, the need to be recognized is obviously uh, an element of those needs and that gentleman has just satisfied himself so this is also a thing you know you take what you need when you need it and um, <laughs> and also listen to what one another needs and uh, and let's look at how we can satisfy one another and how we build these structures but uh, otherwise I'm gonna run on so I'm gonna pass over to Tim now and he can introduce himself yeah thank you um, yeah I'm Tim uh, I'm working a lot with open source ecology some of you might heard about that. And uh, we are also thinking about how we can actually create ways and tools and methods uh, for a transparent and connected participative um, future and um, how we can actually do that sustainable. So um, just in short, I did a lot of work in that area, but I am also studying uh, my master in, um, in re um, renewable energies, mechanical engineering. So I know a few things about tools and methods maybe, but I also think a lot about how we actually create our future for future generations, for ourselves, how we can actually participate in creating an environment that is sustainable, so in a way that it's circular, that we actually can um, create something that is not just for us, it's also for the coming generations. Um, yeah, just in short, so uh, I think it go it's going to be interesting, but before we get into discussion, uh, maybe I 
give the microphone to you or take that one. <laughs> okay, my name is Johannes. Hey, a lot of people here. Um, actually, really happy that we can do this here in public because um, I think change is happening and uh, we're observing it all over the place. It's, it's eminent that something's in the air. And we're taking this street this weekend um, to actually talk about change, to, to show things that are happening in the world to the, to the better, maybe, and to get to know each other on a personal level. So I'm here because I would, li I would like to talk about um, a way of building things, building structures that nurture us to become, to become people who we want to be, to be empowered, to live a free life. And um, the best thing about it is that we can do it together with our friends and new friends. So I'm really, really happy to, to be here with you together. Yeah, I'm Lala and um, I'm very closely connected to the whole Earthship uh, Germany movement and to the ne network that surrounds this movement, which is all about establishing an alternative building culture and um, showing people that it is possible to build in a whole different way. And also I am uh, very much interested in creating a place where all those projects that are popping up at the moment can come together and have a base where they can all be. And this is going to be hopefully a place in northern Germany, um, a big area where we are planning to have the home base for those projects and be able to experiment and uh, yeah, live them there basically. Okay, so now I guess we should ask some questions since we got <laughs> everything out of the way. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in kind of this designing for change thing actually that um, you were talking about, Johannes. And this obviously I pointed out, like for me, I think it's important that ecosystems or the, the buildings and the structures that we have are, <coughs> are designed to change. Um, because unless the, 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 the buildings and structures that we have are designed to change, then it doesn't recognize that we, we change as human beings. And, um, and as, as, as we change, it's necessary, I, I believe at least, that our infrastructures actually change and adapt around us. And I'm, I'm curious as to yeah, what, your, what your thoughts are on that and um, to, to open the floor. So, yes. I think uh, change also um, yeah, means that things are different every time, but um, we have to look at the, the specific context that we're, that we're in. And some people call it uh, design thinking also. It's a methodology, a mindset of uh, designing services and um, products or things. But it's um, much more of a, of, a, of a way of looking at the world and looking at individual contexts where we see what are their needs, what are desires, and what are also the constraints. And when it comes to building uh, infrastructure, physical infrastructure, we also have to look at the land where we are and uh, the weather context, um, the uh, very specific context, for example, here in Berlin, where we have a lot of um, empty spaces uh, that we can take over and, let's say, upcycle and give it to a new purpose because the purpose changed. And here we can apply different principles. I would like to start with that a little bit because we already mentioned um, Earthships. Some of you have heard about it. Some of you have seen the pictures over there or the videos running on the screen. 
earthships are buildings that inherit different principles that allow a totally off-grid living. Off-grid means that you're, you have access to water, access to electricity. Um, it's warm inside in the winter or it's cold in the summer. And these principles can be applied anywhere in the world. And we need to look at uh, where we are located and what are the specific needs of the inhabitants or users of these spaces, so to say. And um, Earthships come from the USA, come from New Mexico, where some of us who live now in Berlin went to study and to, to get experience and get skills. And nowadays it's a basically a global movement that has grown around the world, connecting to people, and more and more projects are coming up where people really want to build eco-structures that last and that um, become havens or yeah, uh, places where, where we can develop further. And I would also like to ask Lale to speak a little bit about the Earthship project in Germany, the first one. Yeah. Um Last year, in October, we built the first Earthship in Germany, in southern Germany, in a community called Schloss Tempelhof. Um, that is an alternative living project, basically, with around 150 people. And um, this is very special to us because it, is, um, it has not been an easy or normal thing that this first Earthship has been built since the, um, the, author the building authority and the things connected to making it possible and um, being in the range of the laws um, has been a, a challenge to work together with the building authorities to get the permission to build this earthship there. And this project is a very, very nice example for that because they have been working together with the building authority from the very start, from the very beginning, and um, creatively designing this project together, not uh, trying to get a permission for something and then fighting for it, but um, <coughs> working together as a group to get the permission for this building. And um, we have been a part of it and have been working there uh, for six weeks in October last year. And it was just awesome because it is a, such a great community experience to build a house together with 70 volunteers from 17 different nations, pounding tires and um, having 60 to 70 people on the construction site at once and uh, that's just an experience that's almost not uh, not really possible to explain because it's such an alternative building culture that has been building up there and um, yeah we if you are further interested in that we also have uh, videos there from filming for change about the build of the earthship in Tempelhof and um, also pictures there at the earthship Germany site yeah so uh, to relate that back to the, the, the topic a little bit, I guess the, the, there's a couple of things that you're touching on that like actually in doing something different, you're also having to engage with structures that are, that are fixed, like the legal structures and what have you. And in doing so, you're actually having to affect change uh, on, a, on, a, on a deeper level of what is actually um, already set in stone to a degree within the, 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 the German government and affecting change at at that level as well. Am I, I right in that kind of reading? So like sometimes it's necessary to to take action um, but also to to read the broader environment and the broader ecosystems and not just the the lie of the land so to speak and the the sunshine and the weather and the elements but also the ecosystem that you're looking at 
um, from a larger perspective. So the, the social, cultural and the, the legal in infrastructures and ecosystems that also limit us. But by taking this action, it's actually creating a, a provocation or a point of tension or a point of um, pushing to actually grow that, that then others can then follow through and build these structures within Germany. So it's also pushing the boundaries there of how we can change and, uh, and, and what we can do. Am I right in that reading? Yeah. But, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I totally agree. It's um, obviously it's the land that that nurtures us and the phenomena of nature that we can harvest. So we can either build a wall and let the the wind hit it, and yeah, then one day it will fall, or we set sail and let the wind carry us. And I think um, that's a that's a pretty nice image because the the circumstances are also contextual, so we can take them and and twist them and channel the energy that we can um, really apply to what we're doing. And uh, Lale mentioned it, um, building an earthship in, in Baden-Württemberg, which is, yeah, which is not easy, and it was the first time ever. But the way it happened um, concerning the authorities was that we became friends with them, basically. And we brought the, the people on our side, especially the Temple of Community, established a very good um, relationship with the with the authorities and explained what they're doing and brought them on board and set sail together. And I think that uh, we need to be proactive and positive about it and um, through that engage people and motivate to actually become part of it. I also can add something to that maybe because uh, creating a change in, in some ways is uh, on one hand, about doing new stuff, right? Doing new, uh, trying new things, um, building earthships, for example, or just trying new methods in order to work together. Because if we look at nature, we have, if, if we look close, uh, the thing that nature works in circles, right? So it is always circular, and it's also working a lot uh, in cooperation with another. It's not like we have today a lot of uh, places where it's all about. Um, yeah, one another against each other and everything. So in order to fulfill our needs, we, we try to overcome others. That's not the way, the most sustainable way we can choose. It's already uh, scientifically proven that the best and most, uh, yeah, or the best outcome we can get is why we work together. And uh, I mean, you show that with Earthship, for example, but I think there are a lot of other projects going on right now. Um, you can look at the at the dark side and see what everything is uh, like not working so well and everything is all oh, kind of messed up the nature the resources everything but on the other hand we really actually have a lot of movements going on that are going in the another direction trying new stuff trying to build another future and uh, it's really motivating if you get into that subject um, to see how many people actually are already working on a different way and maybe we should focus on these guys because uh, you cannot just get energy out of this. You can actually get the inspiration to add stuff to there, to that uh, movement. And maybe we can also find new methods um, that can get us out of out of the mess we are already stuck in, in some ways. So um, yeah, um, let's be positive at that, and we actually can create change. Um, so maybe a question for you right now: What do you think is uh, the best way to actually enable change? So not just in the way of uh, 
just doing change, but really to create a foundation for that change can, can grow and is actually in a way uh, a mainstream movement at the end. Uh, also, <laughs> a, a, a big one. I, I think it requires a, a, a psychological um, shift. I, I think we, we, we need to actually take effort to, to convince people that there, there is a reason to hope. And I think we also have to address the, 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 the dominant narrative of, um, of, of, of humankind. And the, the dominant narrative of humankind at the moment is very much that we should fear one another, that we should mistrust one another, and that we, we have good reason for this, and that nature is bloody and raw and uh, terrifying in, in, in tooth and claw, and that fear is a natural response to this. Um, but I think actually we've we've reached a point in society where actually this this narrative uh, can be flipped and can be changed. And if you actually look at evolution, it's not actually about survival of the of the fittest and the strongest. It's actually about survival of the best adapted. And the best adapted means the best adapted to the ecosystem and the ecosystem that we exist within. So when we recognise that it's about survival of adaptation. And that actually what happens is that as humans we thrive in the systems and we adapt to the systems that surround us. But also that we have the ability to shape the ecosystems that surround us. We have agency in that. So we shape our ecosystems and our ecosystems shape us. But where you see somebody behaving badly or negatively, it's invariably that they are the product of the ecosystem that surrounds us. Um, if I want to make um, an action that isn't uh, destructive to society, actually within the present ecosystem context, it's very difficult. Even when I go out to get myself breakfast, I'm constantly in this conflict of needs between myself and my own hunger and also the needs of the broader ecosystem. Do I fuck over somebody in some far off country? Um, how much oil did it take to get me the food to get there? Is it in a plastic bag? Is it not in a plastic bag? Is it organic or non-organic? And there's this constant conflict of needs um, that make it very difficult actually for me to make the right decision. Um, when I take a shit, my nutrients don't flow back to the environment. Um, so the, the, the ecosystem is not allowing for me to meet its needs um, and the needs of other agents within the ecosystem. And it's also not allowing for my own needs to be satisfied. And that's not just my physical needs, it's my emotional needs and my intellectual needs. I'm not easily satisfied by this ecosystem. So first we need to be present to our own needs, to be aware of our own agency also over other people and to recognize that being products of that that man is not good or evil um, this isn't a part of our identity we are constantly shifting and um, but we have the ability to shape the the ecosystem that affects us and if we do that we can actually create something together that functions better for for, for us both and I've forgotten your original can question, I, but I, I hope I answered that? it. Can I pick up on that? <laughs> because Lalo already mentioned how, or described a little bit how it was building the offshore project in uh, in Tempelhof. And uh, I would like to ask everyone um, also to share some experiences from other projects about um, what are the principles of sustainable ecosystems. So, Tim, you have been to um, the, the POC 21 conference last year in France, which was a five-week hacker camp where 
amazing projects from all, all around the world came together to explore their, their uh, creative potential. And they came with some prototypes, as far as I know, to, to develop them further, to bring them to a proof of concept. And um, it must have been a very intense uh, time as well. It was a temporary camp. But uh, please uh, describe a little bit. What were the principles that made it a, a, a sustainable? Was it a sustainable ecosystem? And if so, what were the principles behind it? Uh, yeah, it was actually a really intense um, <laughs> experience because uh, in the beginning I was just planning to stay there for two weeks or so and then in the end I stayed there for one and a half months. So in that time uh, I experienced not just we can actually work together um, and we don't make have to make a plan for it or anything. We can actually achieve a lot of stuff, creative stuff, uh, maker stuff, but also emotional stuff uh, while we are working together as a community. And the maybe special thing about it was that it was just just you can say uh, also it was an event yeah so it was not something that is uh, static got us something that is should stay there forever it was just meant for for a time period and um, there were like hundreds of people coming from all over the world with different cultures with different experiences with different ideas maybe to the future and everybody was just thrown into the pot <laughs> and now we had to develop these um, these projects, yeah. So um, it was not so easy in the beginning to just find the place where you actually can be really helpful in the beginning, um, and then you had to search around a little and you have to, had to observe a little. And in that case, it was really interesting to see that it was not just about building uh, these twelve prototypes and actually create something uh, or um, establish something that is already maybe known in a f in a, in a way. But it was actually about um, how we can create a community that is developing these projects, these prototypes, proving a concept not just in a technological way, but also in a community way, right? So how can we achieve that? And we achieved that in a, few, in a few weeks. So if that is possible, we can work together in such a short amount of time uh, and can create new ways of living, new methods of building um, then I think everything is possible. It's just a matter of uh, how we organize ourselves, how we are open to new things, how we are able to adapt to the ecosystem that we are actually in and also creating. So it's both. It's it's adapting and it's creating at the same time. Um, yeah. So so my experience was it was really great, and I can just hope that we can create more places like that with open source ecology. We are also creating open ecolabs. And we are trying to find places where we actually can also build, not just buildings in a way like Earthship, but also um, new places where we can create technology and community and also methods how we can um, evolve these methodologies in the future. And uh, I'm really, really excited about the next years because it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of work, but also a lot of inspiration that is already going on. And I hope I can uh, yeah, be part of that and uh, help wherever I can. So, um, yeah, maybe you, you want to add something there uh, yeah. at that point? Yeah, I, f I find it super interesting what you said about um, the POC project that there was a kind of a bit of a chaos as well in the beginning where everyone kind of had to find their place and what they want to do because this has so much similarity to the Earthship project 
to um, building the Earthship and also there on the construction site having all those people in a big chaos in the beginning and not knowing um, what to do, but then somehow naturally everyone finding their place and finding um, the, the right thing that they want to learn and also being able to choose, a, choose it for themselves. And it also made me um, think of, of the aspect that it is like how, how to make it possible to have a, to create a framework where, or a platform where people can come together to do those projects but then also having the having enough flexibility and enough room for everyone to to being able to decide for themselves what they want to do there and um, this not only applies I think to people and what they want to do but also to um, to experimenting and to prototypes and yeah how to kind of find this balance between um, having enough enough space for people and projects to develop in a natural way but also having to set a platform for those projects to make them possible in the first step. I mean, it's really interesting how to actually achieve that, right? Uh, is there, there's no, no plan or no way to do it right now because everybody is a little bit experimenting at the moment. So that's what I observed at, uh, at least. And, um, but still, we already have some technologies, some methods, some ideas on how to do that. Uh, and I would be really interested on in everybody of you um, what you experienced, how to do that, how actually, what are the main points, what should, what, what should we do in order to be in a sustainable way really um, focused on what we're going to achieve and what we really can do. So maybe you, Jay? <laughs> I, I think one of the, the, the key things is first of all to, um, to understand and relate to your goal and to, to ensure that everybody has a, a shared goal or at least aligned goals that you're heading in the same direction. Um, and then not to get attached to structures. Structures happen, they can be useful, but they often get in the way. Like, um, for, for some reason, I think it relates to uh, humanity's relationship with death, but I mean, that's a, a philosophical path. But ultimately like we, we get very attached to structures and systems the organizations that we build and all of those things and um, especially if we put energy and time into them but ultimately we have to recognize that these are things that we use to help us achieve their goal our goal but um, they also have their own needs everything that we build also needs to be maintained and needs to continue and we need to make sure that the needs of the thing that we create to achieve our goal doesn't supplant the needs of ourselves so this happens a lot with organizations where you you end up like you build something in order to achieve a goal but then like you become a servant to the system and the structure that you created and you end up maintaining the system rather than the system taking you to where you want to get to. And I think we need to be really cognizant of that and really aware that everything should die and that we should be aware of ultimately we use things to help us get to where we want to go to but we should abandon them, change them or kill them where they interrupt that, that, that flow because ultimately the, the end goal should trump everything and that we shouldn't lose ourselves in our structures. So I think for me what, what I listen to it means that we really need a purpose that is powerful enough to draw us together and to unite us and at the same time a structure that is flexible enough to be able to navigate and shift and change our path 
by and still not losing that that uh, direction. And maybe purpose is a little bit of a a compass that helps us align our actions and our activities with a with a certain path that uh, unites us. And in the way I see it here, also in Berlin, especially in Berlin, because it's an amazing ecosystem already. Um, there are ways to explore ourselves, and there are ways to prototype the way we organize ourselves. So, especially here in Kreuzberg and Neukölln, a lot of s empty spaces are there. And um, for the past five years since I've been living here, we've started to occupy these spaces and open them up. And uh, I love to quote my my friend Lucas, and he says, "Build a build a field, and the players will come." If you, if you build a field which can be a platform, which can be a space, which can be an event like this, um, we, we, we can actually connect to each other and explore the things that we really want to want to do. And that can be, okay, just one little, little example of um, entrepreneurship which draws in this attention, or which I would like to talk about how to, how to make it sustainable is also in a way how do we how do we um, take the things that are already out there and turn them into something new, turn them into something that wasn't there before. So entrepreneurship isn't just about making a business out of everything. It's about turning something from one state of being into another state of being. And I think we've explored many things, uh, many places and organizations here in, in, in Berlin especially where the structure allows enough for enough freedom but also gives the frame that actually makes it something um, sustainable in a way that it lasts. And it's not just a weekend event where now we, we assemble and talk, but it's something ongoing. And that might be a, a way of also of connecting different worlds. Yeah, connecting other <laughs> different worlds is the right uh, word, I think. Because... Um, there are two things to, to keep in mind, I think, if we create change or create paths towards the future. Um, it is on one hand that we need to create stories so, so that the goal is like something we can see on the horizon. Um, so we need cre to create stories, but um, it's not just about dreaming and having um, kind of visions about what, what the future will look like. It's also about really actually doing stuff. So. On the one hand, we need to create stories, but on the other hand, we need to give people the hope with the real making stuff. So, if we are just talking about it, we're probably gonna never going not to achieve anything at all. But um, we need both, right? So we need the stories that are giving us the hope. At least I am really motivated if I see great stories, great people talking about. Not, not just ideas, but really concepts uh, for the future. And also, I really get in motivated if I see people doing stuff, right? So I want to get my hands dirty, I want to do stuff. So in that order, um, I think these two things are really essential. Actually, uh, creating stories and also doing stuff um, ourselves. Um, yeah, maybe somebody will add something to that. Yeah, I really like what you say there, that it's... Um that there has to be a balance as well between talking about things and having ideas and exchanging them, but then also kind of manifesting those ideas and those um, energies that are being created there in, in actual buildings or material or something that you can really grasp and put your hands on. I think that's very important. And then also 
um, when it comes to the people doing it, there are different um, different areas, like people that are more into the planning and the thinking and um, visualizing those things, and then people really um, creating the actual thing that is standing in front of you. And I'm I find that very interesting, the whole balance between those aspects as well. I think the, the, the other thing is, is important to, to recognize as well as the, the importance of the need to create and also the, the urge to create, like the, the, the creation is something that we, we need to do, that we have to do, it's, it's actually a, a, a part of who we are as human beings, but it's, it, it's not just um, that we need to build, it's also that we need to build from the right place and what the emotional state is and the way in which we see the world and how that shapes what we what we build so I, I have some some friends who they're doing like fantastic work but they're about survival and they're coming from a place of fear and and there's I have a deep concern with that because when you're coming from a, a space of fear it shapes the way that you see other people and it shapes what you what you build and the structures that you create so whilst it's important to build, it's also important to build from the right place, that you're, you're guided by the, the right direction. So not just the, the, the goal, but also the place that you're coming from. And it is going to sound hippie, but I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Like we need to move from like, when we build, we need to build from a space of love and not from a space of fear. Because fear is a place of uh, control, it's a place of management, and we're entering into a space where we're constantly like presuming the worst about people and we, we build structures to control the way in which we engage one another to stop us from um, you know, fucking one another over. And, and as soon as we do that, we're, we're, we're building the wrong structures, we're, we're blocking the flow and we're actually preventing um, authentic collaboration. We're also preventing people from achieving the best of their potential. And it's, it's not an easy transition to make and it probably requires a kind of step-by-step -step thing. Like we can't instantly like click our fingers and everybody trusts one another and everybody loves one another. But we have to get somehow to this state where as we collaborate, as we build, we're coming from a place of love and trust rather than a place of fear, control and mistrust because we have to be prepared to, to, to fail also and, and, and we have to make mistakes together and we have to you know, take a big leap of um, faith, dare I say, actually to get to the place that we want to get to because when you look at the path, when you look at the reality that we're in, you need faith actually to believe that we'll fucking get there um, and we need to believe in one another and trust in one another to make it happen. So we, we need to also reach a, a point within our own spirits where we do love and trust the people that we work with in order to build things that come from that place because it's only things that come from that place that can really take us to where we want to get to. That's, that, that's my feeling anyway, and you're free to disagree. So um, what are the possibilities to do that? I mean, what are the methods, the tools that we can actually use in order to create such a basis? foundation uh, I mean that's the interesting part right and what are the challenges for that what, what is hindering us uh, to do it nothing <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're doing it <laughs> already I think there are projects um, going into that direction but um, I'm also asking myself the questions like what is the the perfect base that you can create there to to enable 
this happening, but um, I think actually there's really nothing hindering us from doing it, and yeah, we are doing it. <laughs> I, I, I think on one hand, uh, Lala's quite right that all of these things are actually fictions; they're not, they're not there. Um, but that we, in 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 terms of like how we engage with the world, we can only really engage. Um, we can only really do what we know. So, like, we can only think in terms of what's in our our existing intellectual ecosystem. So, for, for for me, I can create new things from the the mental models and the knowledge that I have, and then I can create new things from those new creations. Um, but that we can only work with what we what we have in our minds. So, on one hand, we need to expand and promote and like put these ideas out there that they're available to people that they can think them um, that they can actually recognize that there's alternative um, possibilities um, on the other I think there there is the need for us to um, actually recognize and affirm the, the spiritual and emotional side of, of human beings as, as, as something which is actually um, valuable and uh, and actually affects the way in which we think and that's kind of been sidelined um, by the sciences and by businesses as things which shouldn't be talked about and shouldn't be discussed because they're somehow not valid and recently I've come to believe that that is maybe actually uh, uh, connected to the the war on um, the war on women and the, the um, you know that we, we we don't value the, the the feminine enough within ourselves, but that's a that's a side topic, and I could go on about that. But the the the, the thing is that we we need to recognise that the emotional and the spiritual side of of, of of man and what drives us, and this should be a part of a broader conversation and how we talk about things, and we shouldn't just talk about things in terms of material solutions and intellectual solutions, and we shouldn't just try to quantify everything and lock it down to, to data but we should also recognize that the the emotional is a valid part of this dialogue and a valid part of the the, the driver and then I think from the technology side we, we, we have it as is it, 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 it's there it's just making it available to people demonstrating that it's viable um, but also recognizing that there is a, a dominant ecosystem um, that, that drives the way in which society grows at present. And we have to engage with that. We have to lean into um, that, that, that fear, that anxiety, and, and also love those people, you know, that, that, are, that are demonized. Like, talk to the 1%. Like, actually in, in, engage in a constructive dialogue um, and create a safe space also for them to change. Because unless we do that... Um, if, if there is any enemy in this, it, it cannot work because you don't create the space where people that are trapped in the oil industry or, or you know, that, that, that are trapped within their particular environments and ecosystems that don't feel safe to, to engage with change, then they're not going to feel comfortable doing that. And we need to recognize that. Everybody has a need and everybody has a vulnerability. And billionaires you know the, their needs aren't the same as ours in many respects as far as material and intellectual access go but at the same time they can't form traditional emotional connections with people they can't feel authentic love and trust 
because the money gets in the way. So we, we have to recognize that disconnect and recognize that there are needs that they have that aren't being met. And look at really how do we create spaces that everybody can change and feel comfortable about change. I don't know if that really answers your question or whether it just raises more. It always raises more, right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I would uh, summarize that uh, we need the main challenge is to create bridges between ecosystems, right? That's the main challenge. So um, how can we do that? I mean, there are already ideas out there. At least we need to make it, create these stories, right? Create transparency about what we are actually doing. And yeah, maybe some, do you have some ideas to that? I think, um, f speaking from my experience, I think how do we connect different ecosystems or different people who come from different backgrounds or represent different ecosystems, and is um, which was already mentioned by Jay um, in a very clear way. It's about building and establishing spaces of trust where you are able to um, explore and experiment, and where you can be authentic. You can make mistakes, which is absolutely necessary to uh, for progress, because we can only learn if we um, take action and look at what we did and reflect and then form it and do it in a different way, do it in a better way. And for that, we need to establish these spaces. And I think it's um, we s we talked already about physical spaces, physical infrastructure, and one thing that is really important to me and which I really feel from deep inside is that paradise is a state of mind and it's something that we can create anywhere and it's something that resonates between us that resonates within us and if we can find out what are those ingredients that 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 make up this ecosystem where we can actually create this state of mind of being positive of being hopeful of having trust and feeling happy um, then I think we can achieve paradise. <laughs> That's the dreaming part, right? But we need that. Yeah, um, you talked before a little bit about uh, connectivity or connection, and you said something about um, yeah these bridges or these uh, different ecosystems. And I think that's the key thing. Uh, it's not. It's on one hand we have the emotional part, right? So definitely, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, why do we want to keep? the humanity alive right why want why do we want to help right why want, why 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 even create change right so it's an emo emotional thing if you think deep enough about it right it's it's something because it feels good because because it feels right you can't really describe it in a yeah in a, in, a, in a quantitative way right so in, in that order i definitely agree it's it's somehow an emotional thing but on the other hand, is is still the question in the room: uh, How can we achieve that and achieve that? And for that, we need some tools, right, to do that. The connectivity is definitely, uh, yeah, a main a main topic in in our century because uh, internet is evolving. Internet is there; we already use it, and it creates a lot of potential, maybe even danger. But <laughs> it's also a tool we can use in order to create change and it's already happening all over the world and uh, I recently uh, watched a talk, uh, a TED talk, uh, it was really interesting, uh, it was about um, connectivity as connecto, connecto uh, what do you call the geography, right? Connecto geography, so it is really about the connectivity over different countries on the globe so it's not about the countries in the end it's about the connection 
of the world, right? So how can we actually interact without being on the same place, but actually achieve something together? And that's already happening. Nations are not the main thing in focus anymore. It's big cities that are evolving, like Berlin is definitely one of them. Uh, and things are happening there. And we have the tools. We have maybe some people with the emotional state of and uh, the motivation to do stuff. So now we need to combine that. And <laughs> with combined forces, we can achieve a lot, I think. Yeah, and also to pick up a little bit on the emotional part of connectivity, it's, um, it's really about um, curiosity, being open-minded. And I definitely don't have all the ingredients in my bag here. I'm just exploring myself I'm a seeker and I would love to um, yeah to continue to find these spaces and uh, develop connectivities or develop connections where we can explore those deeper yeah. so in the end it's not just about the the, uh, the tools we have already it is really essentially about the connection we make with them and the connection we can create what you already said the one percent is maybe also part of that so how can we actually create all these bridges between worlds that are or perspective world perspective you have to say maybe because we can change these right the way we look at the world the way we look at our our environment can actually change uh, i experienced that at poc 21 uh, i experienced it in other ways i'm pretty sure everybody had already some ways of experiencing different perspectives so sometimes that creates fear in our today our ecosystem that we have today but how can we actually achieve to come from that point of view that it creates fear to that we actually ad accept that change is something we could love so something that is really emotionally something that motivates us that brings us further so it's something beautiful right so it is beautiful uh, and i think you, you, you've identified actually in, in pointing out POC21 one of the, the, the key bridges actually for change is events. So through events you create a temporary safe space. It's easier um, to ask somebody to try something for a short period of time than, than it is for them to believe that it's going to be forever. Um, so if you're trying to change the structure of a city or like the norms within a society it makes more sense to create a temporary structure and an event space whereby you grant permission whereby you grant the opportunity for somebody to try out something new and that is a, a safe um, temporary space and because it's temporary they can they, they can try it without fear and this has been shown to work in in cities for example actually with uh, no car months so they'll they'll experience like they'll make the city center car free for for an entire month you look at the kind of transformative uh, psychological effects of the burning man festival when when people go to this and they experience a space where money is not valid as a form of interaction also and how that affects the way in which people perceive the, the the world and the way that they engage in it so temporary events can really be transformative things most mostly because they're not they're not threatening you know it's just it's just a bit of fun you know it's just something that hey let's try this for a month or a day or half an hour just try this new behavior and little by little then people can change because I think part of the, the fear of change is that people believe that it's always permanent, which is a myth, you know, because you, you change something permanently, then it changes again. Um, nothing is permanent. Um, so 
but festivals, events, and things like this actually create uh, this kind of temporary bridge space where people can experience an alternative behavior, an alternative way of living, an alternative way of doing things um, for a period of time, and that can profoundly affect them. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's a good strategy. Uh, there are others, but it's a good one. And actually sharing the, the ideas, right? And sharing the experiences. Because if we don't share it to the public, then it's probably take longer time to actually just tell the stories on the street or anything. We need every, every possible way to get these ideas out. And so sharing is the main, main factor. Okay, one really big challenge out here is the wind, which is part of <laughs> our environment, our ecosystem. And I love it. It's you know, it's the wind of change. Let's be let's be honest. Wind of change Look at it. And for everybody who hasn't been here from the start, this is a part of filming for change at Carnival de Kulturen. We love being here with you. And all of these talks that are happening here, other formats, other portraits of people who show what they're doing in their life, how they do change the world a little bit, are shown on filmingforchange.net. Check it out. If you want to learn more about Earthships, go to earthshipdeutschland.de or Earthship Tempelhof. Check out open source ecology and get connected. Thank you. Filming for change.